Hey, I'm Jess. Hey, I'm Heidi. And this is a Better Beauty Business Podcast, where we give you weekly tips on how to start your beauty business. allergies are so bad oh my gosh mine too i was like am i getting sick nope just allergies that's fun it's been bad that's why like my voice is all froggy i know and i'm i feel very not congested but like sinusy congested i'm I'm drinking my watermelon hint water oh love i'm drinking coffee with (laughs) creamer yeah (laughs) no water for me that sounds good too um so today we decided that we would really like to talk to you guys about um, kind of like about spending, but also, you know, like about where your money needs to go, but um, also like what you, like all the things that you should be doing right now if you are wanting to start your own business and you can't because of quarantine, the things that you can be doing right now to prepare yourself so that when you are able to open your own place or start booth renting, you have everything in place. Correct. And this year has been different. Yeah. This year has been tough for a lot of people. And a lot of people have opened super successful businesses. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been hard to save some money. Yeah. For some of us. Well, especially if you're not making a lot of money because you're not doing what you're, you know, doing what you planned on well, doing. Well, I think California was shut down almost a year with their salons. I think Ugh. you guys got to open like a once or twice for like a week. It was, that was, I just, I felt I w- so bad for everyone in California because that was to yeah. me the most ridiculous crap I'd ever heard. I, I know. And, you know, we only closed for six weeks. So for us financially wasn't a huge, I mean, it was a hit, Yes, but it was not a year. Right. Six weeks you can kind of make up. And we opened up before my busiest season, you yeah. know, which was great. Um, But the big thing was, I depleted my savings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did get some of the economic disaster, yeah, you know, the loans, but those are loans, which are debt on your business. Mm-hmm. We did get the PPP, or I did. Heidi um, did get a little bit of unemployment, but it wasn't huge. No, like, actually. And it was way less than I thought I would be getting. Yeah. And my, which was weird. Well, and my PPP was just, you know, enough to cover payroll. And I do payroll, but I also take draws on my account. So, right. I really had to deplete my savings Mm -hmm. to actually live. Yeah. Because the other things came up and you still, like your PPP covered your rent and your utilities and stuff and then your payroll. But I'm used to taking money out. So I hadn't budgeted to not. Right. Well, and even though I got unemployment, I did not get unemployment until the day after we, my unemployment was not approved until the day after we went back to work. Right, because it didn't even, they had so many we issues with the computer apply. software yeah. and everything. You couldn't even apply till May 1st, and that was the day we actually reopened, Yeah, and which so, was a Friday. Right, so I didn't even go back to work until the second day because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't working when I put in the application. Right. So, and then you just got back pay. So it was like kind of a, you know, a check, but. Well, and I don't think we got, I got, we got the loans in like July, the economic disaster Mm -hmm. loans, which did help like recoup some of the savings stuff. But like I said, there's still a loan. So it is a debt that we still have to pay back. Yeah. 
And some of that other stuff, you know, just depleting your savings is just, it hurts. Yeah. It's when you it finally get hurt. to a point where you have a great savings and you know that you can live for a couple months. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you're like, okay, don't have any of that. Well, and you know, not even just with savings though. Like, yeah, it's great. If you didn't, you need to put the money away. Right. And if you used all your savings, you need to replenish your savings. Correct. But, um, like if you are out there and you say you were getting out of school right around the time everything was starting to shut down. Oh my goodness, right. Um, the best way to go about doing those things so that you're prepared when everything opens up again is by uh, look still looking at your money. Oh, yeah. Like you would have looked at it as if you had made that money doing hair or whatever. Right. You still have to know exactly where your money's going. Yeah how you're spending it. Yeah. So you should still be like paying all of your, you know, household stuff. Right. And then the other money, you should still be, you know, like making sure that you have all of the product you want so that when you start, you have product. Right. Um, making sure that um, you're insured or yes. you actually have an idea of where you want to get your insurance because right. you won't be able to get that until you have a place. Right. But you can do research on those things and and try to get the best rate. Right. Um, there's, a, you know, a ton of things that you can do. And uh, some of it is just putting money aside and right. saying, you know, like, so when I start working, it would be really nice if I had saved enough to, to pay my booth rent for three months. Right, because... You are going to have clients come in, but you may not have enough clients come in to cover all the costs. Right. So if you've been working another job where, because you know you're getting, probably making more money at that job than you will in a salon, bef like right after you, right. like right when you get started. Right. And um, putting some of that money aside and saying, okay, well, I'm going to just re, you know, like I'm going to allocate this to booth rent. Right. And that way, that's one thing I don't have to worry about for the first three months that I'm working. Right. And, you know, you buy a little bit of product at a time and you take a few classes and you keep yourself, you know, in the loop and you c continually practice. And these are all things that you do so that when you are able to go into a salon and work or get your booth place rent or get your place to booth rent or whatever you are prepared you're ready right. like you are confident you walk in there you have your stuff you set everything up right you um you know that you don't have to worry about your your rent for a few months right. you know and that helps you work um with a lot more confidence and you're not you don't feel that panic like oh my god i don't have any clients today right because like, how am I going to pay my rent? Well, you know, if you've put money aside, right, then um, you're fine. Yeah, you're well, fine. And this is really the premise for why we came up for the course we did, mm -hmm. because this is such a huge, important part of starting any business is the planning, mm -hmm. is learning where to spend your money, is knowing that you need to do the research for retirement and for taxes and for insurance and all those things and this is 
why we decided to create the course. But, you know, people, you can find this information. You can do it all alone. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But remember, we did build a whole course. Right. And we do have a, you know, a group, a Facebook group that is just for people in that. And it's so just- if you're like, this scares me. Oh, my gosh, I can't do this. What are you guys talking about? Heidi, I can't even listen to you mm-hmm. because it's scaring the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Get in there. Just get the course. Walk through it. Ask us actual questions. Exactly. We are there to help you guys. You do not have to do this alone because it is scary. Well, it's hard. I mean, really, it's it's just um, having someone else to help you relieves so much stress that you're actually able to think more clearly. Right. Where before you're you're just run, your brain's running on panic. Well, the other thing is having people who are in the same boat as you. And knowing you're not going through it yeah. alone. You are not the only person who spent $400 on coffee last month. Mm-hmm. Like I know people that I've worked with and Heidi, you know, has worked with that we've talked to and we're like, okay, let's see where you've spent your money. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I spent $40 a day at the coffee place. Yeah. What? Yeah. And they're like, well, but I can't afford your class. And you go, well, stop drinking okay, coffee but from the that's coffee 10 place. days of coffee mm-hmm. and you could have afforded the class, got this assistant, but the real thing there is they don't want to look at where they're spending their money. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing it on your own, you don't want to look at where you're spending your money because no, it's, it's you hard. have no accountability. Right. And it's a, and when you finally do look at where all of your money going <clears throat> is going, and I remember doing that like the very first time, I was like actually embarrassed with how much money that I spent on certain things. I cried and tried to lie to myself. Like I didn't really spend that kind yeah, of money. Yeah, I did the same thing. I was like, oh, well, but it was cash. Right. You know, and... But those aren't excuses. Right. You still bought it. Right. So, you know, like, yes, we all do dumb things. We all make money mistakes. That's just part of life. And it's how you learn how to, you know, navigate the world of money. Right. But you have to, um, you have to be like so honest with yourself so that if you're like, I can't believe that I spent you know, almost a thousand dollars going out to dinner. Right. Or I really like going out with my friends. So every week I spend 50, 60 bucks that I don't really have or a hundred bucks, you know, and I go out to the bar with my friends and we do this and this and this. And then how much money have you actually wasted Mm -hmm. when yes, you need a social life, but do you need all that? You know, you can still budget yourself. Exactly. You know, needing a social life doesn't have to be once a week, it could be, you know, once a couple, every couple of weeks or once right. a month where you can, you know, let go and have a little bit of fun. But, you know, if this is something you really want to do and you're willing to put your time and effort into it, then you have to take into account, you know, you're going to have to give up some things. Well, and you will want to give up those things when you know that the trade-off is a business you're going to build, when you can actually see that and plan that out and really see the vision, mm-hmm. it's so easy to give up stuff. I don't mm-hmm. go out to eat very often. I actually don't really enjoy going out to eat anymore because I'd rather just be at home doing, working on our business and mm-hmm. coming up with other things. Like I like to go now and then and go out for an hour or two and you know visit and everything, but it's not about the food part. No, not necessarily. No. Like, I do like to eat out, and that's just because um, I'm lazy. But, yeah, but you guys don't do it that often either. No, we don't. And that's uh, probably why you enjoy it. Yeah, there's like five of us, so right. that's not even plausible. Right. And really, but the big thing is being so 
ridiculously honest with yourself about how much money you actually need to live on. Yeah. Like, don't be like, well, I don't always pay the electric bill. Yes, you always pay the electric bill. Yeah, you've got to do your mess. And that's part of it right there is sitting down and doing your budget. And, you you know, the bills you take and make, you have a column that says, these are the must, must be paid bills. Like, these are the things that, you know, like, I can't give up heat. Right. Well, and if you drive a car... You have to have a car repair fund. Yeah. It doesn't have to be huge, but if your tire blows like mine did, I had to go buy new tires. Yeah. And, and I had to buy four. Yeah. With the all-wheel drive cars, you yeah. buy all four tires. There was no option. I wasn't like, oh, well, I can just drive on something else. My tire blew. Yeah. Like I had to go and spend $1,000, which I had because I knew I had to buy tires that I was like, okay, here's my, I had to buy tires. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that you cannot not have on your budget. Well, and, and if you're budgeting properly and you're doing these things, you're not taking, um, you're not like getting credit cards and being like, well, I know like I really shouldn't use this credit card, but this happened and I didn't have any money put away. And so now I have to use this credit card because then you're in debt. Well, and you're paying interest, probably pretty high interest. Yeah. Like usually like 18%. 18 to 25. Yeah. Um, but you know, when I very first started budgeting, it was when, and I was working three jobs still, I was doing this, but I was working, you know, the other two jobs and I really, really got into budgeting my, and I was like, I have to do this. I had a newborn, all this stuff. I gave myself and cause I like to go out for coffee and mine was, I could go out. I gave myself $20 a month cause that is what I could afford. Yeah. It kind of sucked. But on Fridays, I would go get the coffee I wanted. That was my reward for the week for being, you know, really good on not spending other and money. That's, and that's one coffee. Yeah. Uh, it's one coffee a week. Yeah. And that's all I could afford. Mm-hmm. But I still made sure I had that. But I budgeted for it. That $20 got pulled out and it got put in. It was like in my console. That was my coffee money. But I knew that I couldn't afford to do anything else. If I wanted to pay my heat bill and start a business. And right. I couldn't be like, well, I want one every day. Well, you can want one every day. It doesn't mean you can have one every right. day. And really, we live in a society where everything is instant gratification. If right. you can't feel good about it instantly, then it's not worth doing. And that is not true at all. Right. Well, and you know, my dad was is really good about saving money. If he wants something, he saves up the money and then he buys it. Mm-hmm. And I, we actually, my sister and I at one point were like, why did you not ever teach us about credit cards and he's like, because they just weren't a thing really when, like when he was yeah, younger. Yeah, my goes, parents didn't have credit no. cards when I was growing up. My parents, I think, had one when we were growing up, but we didn't really know about it. I think they used it for medical bills and stuff because my sister was really sick. But otherwise, th- nothing else went on there. No, like, my parents didn't have no, one. Like we didn't, if we, it wasn't in the bank or you had to go to the bank to get a loan for it, mm-hmm. those were your options. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't another option. So they were like, well, we didn't teach you about it because it wasn't a thing. It's not what you did. Well, and if you aren't using them, how do you teach it? And that's exactly (laughs) what it was. Yeah, you can't teach something that you don't know. But now they're giving credit cards to, you know, as soon as you're 18, they have a line at the college going, here, get your first credit card. And you're like, okay. Well, and and you're buying dinner. Because that's that's what I did. That's what I did. I turned 18. Like, I didn't get a huge credit card because you do have to build your credit. Well, it's like 250 bucks. But when you're not making 250 bucks even, you shouldn't get one with a credit card. But when you're, you know, like, you have to build credit. That's just how the world works now. Everything's done with credit. Right. Um, and you have to have a good credit score. And in order to do that, you have to have a, c- a credit card. And, right. you know, like 
that's just how it is. So, you know, like I went and got like a, well, at the time it was called the Bond, but it was, oh, a, yes. it was a Macy's and they changed it to Macy's, but I went and got a car, the, that card and, um, and I still got in trouble with that card. What? Like it was ridiculous. I think I had a JCPenney's card. Yeah. But I, my very first one was in college, 18. They were right there in the union. They're like, sign up. And I'm like, 250. That's not bad. I can do that. Yeah, I couldn't even do that. Yeah. And I honestly, like I had the little credit cards like to, you know, places like Maurice's. Or right, right. I had those. I but did then not you have, have. How a, many payments? Yeah. And I did not have a big credit card. My first, my first credit card that had, um, a high limit on it was when I started my business and okay. um, I didn't, and I used that, that credit card was what I used to start my business with Okay, because it wasn't probable. I mean, I didn't need tens of thousands of dollars. No, I only, I had a credit card that had like 10,000 on it. And I think I used that yeah. because I brought in so many product lines and different right. things because we opened a pretty big place Yeah, and we had to bring in product right and when I opened um I was just booth renting from someone right and um but nail tech supplies are ridiculous well and, and you need so many right. things and I didn't need a lot of that and I luckily was able to buy my first retail line they let me do like a four-month payment plan mm -hmm. and so I was able to bring in that which brought in some other samples and some different things so I really never had debt until we expanded mm -hmm. and then I had to bring in a lot more of the product line on top of I brought in a makeup line, which was not cheap mm -hmm. and just more stuff mm -hmm. because now we had a whole building to fill yeah. where before I had a room. Right. So, but you know, re I just paid off that credit card for the first time like a year ago Yeah. and 10 years because you're constantly using it and back and forth. Mm -hmm. And I finally got to the point where I'm like, I don't want any more debt and I got it all paid off, but I had to cut out some other stuff. Yeah, you have to budget differently. Like I had to cut out personal stuff so that the business could keep more. Mm -hmm. And but I had to reevaluate. It's not something you reevaluate or you evaluate once and never look at again. Yeah, no, it's it's a constant reevaluation mm -hmm. of your of your assets and your you know where your money is going constantly. Right. Because the more money you make, the more you spend, and a lot of times you'll be like, "Oh, I made more, so this is awesome. I made so much this month. I'm going to go spend this." Well, and there are there literally. Are like we in our course, we give you a budget sheet yes. for you to use. Yep. But if you're more into doing everything through an app or on your phone, there are lots of apps right. that will help you budget. Right. And it also helps you. Like I have an app on my phone and it tells me exactly where my money goes all the time. Right. But it is, but it also manages my subscriptions. Oh, nice. Yeah. So if I have subscriptions to something and I'm like, why do I still have this? Like, because sometimes you subscribe to something and then you forget about it. Yeah. And because it's not like 50 bucks a month, right. it's like, you know, $5.99 a month. Right. You're like, oh, I didn't realize. But $5.99 a month for an entire year is a pretty penny. It is. And that's, you know, six bucks every month that you could do something else with. Right. So it really is, especially initially, it's a monthly thing of reevaluating because you're going to start bringing in more, maybe spending a little more, but kind of reevaluating your personal budget, your business budget, every, and it really should be just an every month thing anyways. Yeah. And if you're not good with money, because I am not good with money, 
I'm pretty terrible, you know, and like I got, you know, I got better as I got older and I'm better now, but I still, you know, I still have some of those, um, overspending habits at times. Um, and the reason that I get away with it is because I have a spouse. Right. So your house bills are always covered. You know, Um, my overspend, if I overspend, you don't stuff eat. doesn't get right. <laughs> so I'm very, very, very good about making sure that the household stuff is always paid. And then every now and then I'll, you know, I overspend on other stuff. But I do, um, I am pretty solid on my household and business bills just because I have to be. There isn't right. anyone for me to fall back on right. to cover the other stuff. And I have been in a lot of debt and mm-hmm. I have been to a point where I was very broke mm-hmm. and to a point where creditors were calling and I couldn't pay things and I don't ever want to be back at that place. No. So I make sure mine is pretty much a, like I have a notebook that I, cause I like to see it visually mm-hmm. every month. I write down every bill. So basically I do a budget for every month. Mm-hmm. I know exactly when that bill comes out of there, how much it was. And those are the non-negotiables mm-hmm. for business and for home that have to be paid. Exactly. And for me, I have to visually see it and go, okay, house payment came out. Okay. This came out, this came out. And then what I do love is I have a, like a debt page mm-hmm. that I do every year. And then, so I can go on there and I cross it out and I write down the day that that debt was totally paid off, like that credit card. So I can visually be like, look what I accomplished this year. Right. And that's huge. Well, and, and, you know, if you're just not somebody who is able to do that on paper, if you're, because I'm not good at that. Like, I'm really terrible about even wanting to look at my bank account. And um, it has nothing. But that's emotional. That's something you have to break through. And a lot of people have that one. But, you know, you just need to understand that you don't have to write it out on paper. You don't have to, you know, discuss it with like 50 people. You can literally get an app. And put everything in that app and it shows up on your phone. And every time a payment is made, it pops up on your phone. And every time, you know, you know, if you have a subscription, it notifies you of every subscription that you have and when that is due. I do highly suggest though having an accountability partner on this. If you are not good at it, if you are emotional about it, until you are to a point where you're like, it's just how it has to be and there's really no emotion tied to Mm -hmm. it. You need to have someone who can help you. And that is really why we created even the free Facebook group. You can get in there and find some accountability with people. And we're totally revamping that too. We got some really cool new chairs and Mm -hmm. a new space and it's awesome. But like with the course, if you can't do it alone, find a resource. If this is not the resource for you, find another resource. Like if you can do it alone, like Heidi said, do it on the app, get the reminders. But Even if you do it on the app and you need the accountability, hop in the group, do the class, work through it. Well, that's just it. Like, you know, not everybody can, not everybody can have a partner that is, that they are accountable to. Right. So, you know, like, but let your, if you're like, if you're with your friends, let your friends know that you're trying to save money. Yeah. Be like, I'm sorry. That's not my budget. Yeah. You don't even have to do that. Be like, you know what? I'm just kind of, I'm trying to put some money away for, you know, me to start my own business. And if you guys could help me out, like when we go out, don't let me spend a ton of money or, you know, like those are things that you can do that are pretty simple. Right. Um, but like the, the, but like the budgeting part where the app is just easy literally it connects to your bank account and it tells you right everything um and it's super easy it it's easier than getting everything in the mail and then copying it down and you right. know so uh, that for me is just um 
it's a time saver. Right. And for me, like I said, I'm so, I've been doing this for so long, about 10 years, that it just works for me. Well, we grew up in diff- in a different era. Mm. So we used paper a lot more. Yeah, I'm a paper pencil. I Well, and I like to be able to flip back and be like, oh, look, six months ago, I had all these things I had to pay. Yeah. And oh, look, now I'm here. Oh, look, my budget is smaller because I have less bills. Like yeah. I don't need as much, which to me shows me I'm making progress and which is awesome. Well, and the with the apps, like you get... Um, they send you little messages like, congratulations, you spent less money this month than you spent last month. See, and that's and awesome. I think that that's great because that's the kind of thing that, like I know that that's the kind of thing my son would be, you know, be interested in. Right. You know, he doesn't care that it's not like a real person. He's just like, oh my God, like right. this, this just told me I'm my, my phone just said I was amazing. Right. So, um, whatever it takes, yeah, you, you just have to, to do, do it, something. Yeah. You've got to do what you've got to do. And it has to be, it has to be the most important thing you're doing yep. right now. Yeah. Cause if you don't know where your money's going, it is going wherever it wants. Yeah. Just so you know. And if you're not, you know, if you're not able to be doing what you went to school to do, then you should be taking a little bit of money and putting it aside mm-hmm. so that when you are able to do that, you're prepared, you're ready. Well, you're because- not just walking in and being like, okay, now I have to spend all of this money to do this. And I don't know if I'm going to have enough clients to pay my right. credit card bill or my rent or my gas. Like you're walking in stressed already. Yeah. And how many of you, you know, there are a lot of you who want to go out on their own and maybe open something bigger at some point. But then you're like, okay, well, I'm ready to go on my own. Even if you've worked for someone for a couple of years and everyone's advice is save six months to a year worth of money. And now you're stuck in a place where you have to be for six months to a year Mm -hmm. to then try to still reevaluate your spending, all of this stuff so you can save. So maybe you're stuck there for five more years because that's how long it takes you to get six months to a year worth of (laughs) money saved up. But at this point, if you can do it now mm-hmm. and really start putting money away and really being honest with yourself, you could be there when everything opens up. You could get a little spot and be, you know, amazing and then, right away. Yeah. And then you're able to focus on getting clients and it doesn't right. become, right? it doesn't become, you know, a stress or a panic situation right. where you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Right. A client cancels and you break down crying because that was going to be your food money. Right. Like you're like, I was going to pay my electric bill with her, cl- with her appointment. Right. Like, so, you know, just right now, if you're not able to work, you know, think about really go through your money and think about, you know, I, th- what you want to do when, you know, you can open a place or go into a place. Right. Start planning. Yeah. And just plan it all out. And then, you know, after you've done that planning, you'll know what you want. Then you go through and you, you do your budgeting. You look at how much you're spending and how much you need to spend and the, the essentials that have to be paid. And then you can put, you know, whatever is extra into a savings account and you can just label that savings account, um, you know, like my new business or something. And right. you don't spend any money out of that account. Correct. And so then when you do have to get all of this stuff and you do have to pay rent, uh, you have money in there and you're not, you really aren't like flipping out. Because I remember being at that place where I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Right. Oh, I had those moments a lot, like $20 a month. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. And hopefully I can pay this or hopefully, you know, this mm-hmm. and this. 
And then I found though, when I panicked, I actually had less clients. Yeah. If you, they can feel your vibe. Well, and I think, you know, the universe can feel your vibe too. You put that out there and they're like, oh, you don't want clients when you're like, oh, I don't have any clients. This is so horrible. And the universe is like, okay, you don't have clients. Like it only hears those certain things. And you put that out there. When you tend to be, when you're really stressed out and you have a lot of anxiety, you tend to be um, a very much more negative person. Absolutely. And so it's hard to be around you. So building, this is uh, building you a safety net so that you don't have to worry about that that type of stress and have that type of anxiety. You are able to be relaxed and you can talk with your clients and not be like, you know, nervous that you say the wrong thing because they're going to leave you and you're not going to have the right. money to... Or like, oh shoot, I hope they do an add-on because I really need this much money. Oh, right. Because like I can sell product like anything because I don't need the money. Right. And it's not only because of that, because I only sell product to people who need it. Right. Like I know what my clients need, but I also have no like bad emotion tied to selling anything and you don't have an ulterior motive no i have no ulterior motive i'm not like oh i need to make this money oh i need to sell this i need because that was one of my first jobs they were like she was like i don't care what it takes you need to get this makeup off the shelf i need you to you have to sell it and that's when i was like i have to be done Mm -hmm. because i am not telling most of these women who come in here over 50 that black eyeshadow is the eyeshadow (laughs) for them you know, you, you should do it. You're like, you're 80 years old and you should do a smoky. Eye. Right. I'm not. And, but it's different where some of the line we brought in was like way trendier and it was like, well, and I was like, I can't be that person. Yeah. yeah. I refuse to be that person. So I don't tie any negative emotions to any of it. Mm-hmm. And, but if you do, if you're like, oh my gosh, I have to sell this. Why do I have all this product sitting on the shelf? Oh my God. Blah, blah, blah. You're going to tie a negative emotion to it. And people are going to be like, Ugh. Like they're just going to feel gross when you try to sell it to them. Yeah, it's the used car salesman. Yeah, because you're just trying to sell them stuff, not something they actually need or want. Right, especially if you're working on commission and they know you work on commission. Yeah. Then they just feel icky. Right, because the products I started with were the products I love and used myself. Mm -hmm. And I would be... if. People were like, well, if you could recommend one thing out of your whole product line, I'm like, this one right here. I know what my favorite product is. Right. I'm like, this is the reason. And But I also know that once they start using that, they will want other things mm-hmm. because their skin will love them. So understand what you're selling too. But really, like I said, go into it with with no ulteri- ulterior motive. Yeah, you can't. And don't try to sell something you don't believe in. No, if no. If you don't know anything about it and... Like say you've used it and it was terrible. You shouldn't like be like, yeah, but it's, you know, the most popular line. Right. How are you supposed to tell it to somebody when it breaks you out in hives? Right. Or your skin got really dry and cracked and peely. Right. Like you've got to believe in the product. And um, I don't use nail stuff on myself that I don't use on my clients. I don't use skin stuff I don't use on my clients. And when I buy brand new stuff... I'm the first person I try it on. So because I want to know, you know, first it helps me know how to use the product, but then I also want to know how the product feels and and then how it wears. So that when someone's like, well, I really like, you know, this brand of gel polish um, and I don't know anything about it. And they're asking you like, oh, well, does it wear well? Like, does it last two weeks? And you're just like, I don't know. Right. You can't, you know, like you have to, you know, just 
most of it's being prepared. Just be prepared. That's the whole concept of this whole podcast today is be prepared for whatever comes your direction. Mm -hmm. Save the money so that you are prepared to walk out the door and start your business if that is what you want to do. Be prepared. If you want to sell retail, which I highly recommend everybody Mm -hmm. sells retail because they are coming to you for a service Mm -hmm. that they will need aftercare for sell retail, but understand the retail. Also understand the cost of it. Mm -hmm. If there is a product you totally love, but you know that in your demographic, you'll never sell it because it's $500 for an eye cream. Right. Don't get it. Don't carry that eye cream. Find something that your people can afford. If you want to use it, because you also need to understand, like if you want to use it and you have like two clients who are like, well, what do you use? Oh, I want to try it. Well, and you're like, it's $500. They're like, no, that's fine. I really want it. You can always go back and order it for someone right. else. Right. You do not have to have 50 of them. Right. You can actually order them individually for your client. Correct. And I do that with... Um, uh, like, well, with most product lines. A lot of... Some product lines well, don't allow that. Well, that's true, yeah. but... Um, but like, you know, I do that a lot with um, people like with dry heel creams mm-hmm. because I don't carry a ton of it, but if somebody needs it, like I have smaller bottles, yep. but the, like the big bottles I don't sell. No. And, but I have clients who are like, well, can you get this in a bigger bottle? And I'm like, I can. Right. And they're like, well, will you? And I'm like, yeah, of course. And I, so I just order it and sell it to them. Right. Um, but it's not cost effective for me to keep like a 32 gallon right. jug of lotion for sale. What? I know. You know, for sale for like $150. Right. So really the big, the whole thing is to plan. Yeah. Plan your products, plan, you know, for your future, plan for all of it. Because if you don't plan for it and you just kind of run into each day, like, oh, I don't know what today's going to bring. I don't know how much money. I don't even know if I have product. Right. Like your, your business will run you into the ground mm-hmm. and you will not run your business. Well, and then you, and then you will, your business will run you even after you quit. Yep. Because oh yeah. You'll, you'll be paying off you'll debt be paying forever. Off debt. And you know, you don't want, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I remember pickup sticks when I was a kid. I love them. I loved them too, but um, I'm not sure if everyone knows, but um, you dump out all these like little sticks and you have to be able to pick them up with a, another stick. Right. And, um, you don't want that to be your business. No. You don't want to just dump everything and then be like, okay, now I'll try to figure out how to work it and organize it. Right. And or like a house of cards. Yeah. You don't want it to be where one kind of goes, falls over and your whole house falls down. Right. Dominoes, whatever you want to call right. it. Like it just, it you know, you need to, it needs to be more like Jenga. <laughs> right. But your money affects your business. It affects your life. If you don't plan it and tell it where to go, it will run you into the ground. Right. And then you have to watch what you're doing because like what I say, like it's like Jenga, like if you move the wrong thing, it can topple. Yep. So you always have to be on top of everything right. so that you know that you're not moving the wrong Correct. thing. You yep. know that you're moving the right thing and yep. you're moving in the right direction. Yep. So that's just, you know, just be prepared. Yep. Everybody... You know, be prepared for what you want for your future. Absolutely. Prepare yourself for all of those things. And if you're ready, it will just come. Absolutely. And you'll be prepared. Yeah. For even the success. Yes. Which is awesome. And that's a whole new, what do they say? New level, new devil. Yeah. But 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 if your money, if you have that under control, you can deal with everything else because the money is one of the bigger stressors. Yeah. And it's, it's an amazing feeling to 
um, have things paid off and be just making money and enjoying your job instead of stressing. Yep, absolutely. All right, guys, jump in the uh, Facebook group. You know, if you're looking for a little bit of more one-on-one time with other people and more conversation. And like I said, we are totally revamping it. So there's Mm -hmm. some new awesome stuff coming. And then we will just talk to you next week. 